welcome to the Cookery by the Book podcast with me, Susie Chase. Hi, this is Aileen Boardman, and I'm the author of the new book, Everyday Monet. Describe the beginning of your journey at 23 when your mother sent you an envelope. Ah, well, you know, I was, I had uh, entered graduate school and I was sitting in my apartment and received this uh, envelope, which is your typical kind of envelope that comes uh, at the time uh, that was sent for email for not email, but for airmail. Uh, from England and France and the like. And uh, so I opened it up just as if it was any other uh, correspondence of the time. I actually had been uh, dating a man from England and was receiving many uh, of the same similar configuration uh, and then realized this one was for my mother. And uh, I opened up this uh, envelope quickly and then quickly stopped opening it quickly because I realized that she had placed uh, a beautiful sprig of, uh, at the time, of course, uh, fresh lavender in the envelope. And I immediately could smell the gorgeous scent and thought, oh, this is just so exquisite and lovely. And it took me a few moments to realize or to take it in that, you know, this wasn't just any sprig of lavender, that this was a sprig of lavender that came from Monet's garden at Giverny, a place where my mother was now residing, uh, a place where she and a number of other Americans were busy trying to restore what had fallen into ruin for many, 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 many decades. And uh, I just was, you know, I was so overwhelmed by the significance of it at the moment. And I'm I'm not the most sentimental person in the world. Um, And I, I I am proud of myself because I I maintained this envelope and uh, this sprig of lavender to this day. And um, happily, I got to take a little photograph of it and place it into Everyday Monet as a sort of representation of of history and a, a, a spanning of the decades and and the beauty of Giverny and also stewardship of preserving. And that's really what I'm trying to do is pre- help. I'm one of the people. I'm just one of the people who's out there trying to preserve the legacy and the beauty that Monet created for all of us. And your mother is one of the Americans responsible for the renaissance of Monet's home and garden, too. Well, she is the most significant in in, in the duo, that's for sure. Uh, my mother has been the American representative at Monet's garden at Chiverny since 1980. Wow. She has resided there every spring since then. She's at Chiverny right now. In her 38th year, um, the garden will celebrate its 40th year, obviously, in two years. But this is the 38th year that Giverny has been open to the public since it was restored. And um, in the early days, she actually slept in Monet's home. 
before she had her own uh, accommodations, and uh, I'm I'm happy and very proud to uh, say, and this is the first time I've said it uh, in an interview, uh, that we received very special news. Uh, Meryl Streep had nominated my mother to receive the highest cultural award from the French government. It's the Chevalier des Arts et Lettres. It's it's the subset of the French Legion of Honor in terms of uh, cultural aspects. And we just got notification that my mother has been awarded uh, this tremendous honor. It's special and and. It's, um, you know, it's, it says she's been very quiet about what she's done all these years. I'm the one who's out there now <laughs> singing her praises. She's done this under the, under the radar uh, and done it simply as a, as a journey of love and devotion also to the beauty that Monet created uh, at his home and gardens in Giverny. And I'm happy, you know, to see that she's getting... Some of the recognition I think uh, she didn't want, but she so, so deserves. So Claude Monet, a founding father of the French Impressionist movement. But a little known fact is that his family wanted him to be a green grocer in the family business. Isn't that interesting? It's very interesting. Uh, and it's it says a lot about uh, one always following one's own heart and one's own uh, inclinations. Uh, another little known fact is that Monet started out as a caricature artist. Uh, he did caricatures of um, whether it was people on the street or the local baker or the president, uh, prime minister of France, uh, Clemenceau, um, he would do these little caricatures, and um, that started uh, the process of art for Claude Monet. And uh, his family, obviously, uh, over the years became more supportive of his endeavor because, after all, there are very few artists that in their own lifetime uh, have success. Um, the word starving artist is, is, is the norm. Uh, and unlike many of his uh, cohort, uh, Monet uh, was successful. And uh, I'm sure, of course, this led, led to a lot of pride uh, with respect to his family. And I'm sure they forgot quickly <laughs> that they wanted him to be in the grocery business. He had a lifelong obsession with color. Talk a bit about Monet's palette. I will, and I, you know, again, wow, what a great question because uh, Monet's palette was a departure from the other palettes, P A L E T T E, um, in in the world. Uh, one of the things that happened uh, at the time of Monet. Uh, was a development in the field of artwork, and that was that uh, they you used to always have to mix your art, mix your pigments, and create your uh, paints. And uh, all of a sudden, there were there were tubes of paints. All of the colors were now being sold, uh, whereby you could you could purchase them. And Monet did uh, also purchase these in tubes. And it, it allowed for two things. 
one, it allowed for the real burgeoning of the Impressionist movement, uh, being able to get out en plein air, which means in the in the outside air, uh, under under the sun, in the sunlight, uh, with your with your palette and your paintbrush and your canvas, uh, and get out there and 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 do a landscape, uh, paint a water lily, all of the wonderful things that Monet did. Um, but it also uh, allowed for the mixing of colors to be uh, uh, much more accessible and easily done in the moment. And so Monet took considerable advantage of this. Um, one thing in particular about Monet's uh, palette, painter's palette, is that he never, ever used black. Um, he always created uh, the feeling uh, and the shadows uh, because, of course, Impressionist painting is all about the light and the beauty of the light and, and how color resonates based on how the light is hitting it. Uh, and so Monet never had black on his palette. I don't think a lot of people know that. And that he created the sense of the shadow, the sense of of lack of color, uh, lack of color of the palette, uh, with the use of the shadows and the light on the canvas. And then it's been said that late in life he had cataracts and he painted colors by memory. Is that correct? He had horrible cataracts. Um, obviously, he was spending a lot of time out, outdoors and there, there weren't sunglasses at that time. Uh, and uh, he had two significant surgeries uh, to help restore his light, uh, his his eyesight. Um, in fact, uh, a lot of uh, his l- later paintings uh, that may look a little bit more impressionistic uh, may not be due so much to impressionism, uh, but Monet's uh, eyesight deteriorating as much as it as it did. And uh, at the end of the day, he was able to find. Uh, friends brought him eyeglasses that actually contained uh, these lenses by the very uh, prestigious and amazing uh, uh, lens maker Zeiss, uh, Z-E-I-S-S, out of Germany. Uh, and and that, that uh, in his later years, helped uh, restore Monet's uh, ability, at least uh, for the last two years of his life, to see, but uh, what you mentioned about memory um, is not something that I'm particularly familiar with. Uh, I, I've not, um, you know, I would not say that's correct, but I have heard it, and there are many urban legends about Monet. I as bet. There are about <laughs> most, uh, most, there's a wonderful urban legend about him winning the lottery. And that's that that he won the lottery, and that this afforded him the ability to purchase the property in Shiverney. But um, just like his cataracts, uh, another urban legend. One of my favorite Monets is his first wife Camille in a traditional Japanese kimono. It demonstrates his passion for Japanese style. The Water Lily series is the most iconic set of works, which he cultivated and was very influenced by Japanese art. Did he also have a passion for Japanese cuisine? It's it's interesting 
Cuisine in particular, uh, I would say um, he wasn't familiar with. He, he never did get to visit uh, Japan, uh, although there were many Japanese visitors that came to Giverny and still do because of Monet's passion for uh, Japanesism, which uh, was uh, not unique only to Monet. Uh, there were many of the Impressionist artists, and at the time they were uh, collecting the wonderful Japanese woodcut prints. Um, but uh, in particular, he didn't get to enjoy Japanese cuisine. Having said that, and knowing a, a little bit about Monet's palate, the P-A-L-A-T-E part of palate, um, <laughs> he would have loved uh, Japanese cuisine, the freshness uh, and, and the preparation, and of course, how it is um, uh, displayed on plated, for lack of the, of the, for the better word of saying it, how they artistically uh, plate uh, their dishes. It would be, would have been something that would have appealed to his sensibilities very much. And of course, he loved fresh fish, and um, without question, uh, and he was interested in spicy foods. And I've I've no doubt. In fact, I include in uh, my book Everyday Monet a uh, little take on a steak sandwich, and I created a, um, a dressing, and I used a wasabi in the dressing because Monet loves spicy foods. And this was my way of introducing or bridging the, his love of Japanese uh, culture and art uh, and integrating it with his own um, tastes and sensibilities with, with food. All throughout the book, you have neat little everyday Monet ideas like line your kitchen walls with copper pots, bowls, and pans. Monet had quite an affinity for copper. Talk a little bit about that. They're not just utilitarian. They're gorgeous. They're stunning. And the way he had them displayed in the kitchen uh, and the way... Even if you cannot afford a full range of of 20 copper pans, perhaps, as Monet had in his home, even a very small little copper dish or a small little copper pan in your kitchen or anywhere in your home can connect you to Monet's love of of copper. And also copper, um, getting back to Monet's art and his love of and appreciation of how light plays off of different items and plays off of landscape. Uh, copper uh, has such a beautiful way of reflecting light. And in, in Monet's kitchen, uh, in the early morning, the way the light dances off of the copper pans that are, are hanging uh, uh, across from the windows uh, uh, Susie, it's beautiful. <laughs> what can I say? Didn't he acquire Giverny uh, because of the light? It, it is said, and it's true, that Monet and the other Impressionists first saw the light uh, going to Normandy, taking the train from Paris. And clearly, at the time, Monet uh, was uh, uh, successful and could have could have lived in Paris, could have lived anywhere. Uh, but there was something about Normandy, uh, the mist and the light that was so attractive to him. It wasn't just that it was where he was born. It was, it was something that was really, really special to Monet. And uh, he found the property, 
and it was an old cider press that he, over time, uh, uh, developed and and renovated and put additions on and created the water garden and and really created this magnificent oasis that uh, we get 8,000 people a day now uh, during the months that the garden is open visiting because it's 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 a place of wonder it's a place of magic and um it's it's really a place to make a pilgrimage. It's not just any other place in the world. Monet was very interested in the layout, equipment, and design of his kitchen, which happens to be your favorite place in the home. Um, yes. Please describe the kitchen. The kitchen um, is not very large. Uh, it's a it's a country farm layout. Uh, there are two. You very very large windows, which allow significant light to come in. There's a large iron stove. There's a there's a lovely kitchen table. Uh, there are orchids in the in the kitchen, uh, which Monet uh, would always have, and we to this day make sure that there are orchids. There are the copper pans and there are tiles that line the walls and often uh, visitors mistake these tiles um, as being uh, from Holland. Uh, And they're not. They're actually from Rouen. They're French tiles, blue and white tiles. They're so beautiful. And Rouen is about uh, 40 minutes north of Giverny. And it's where Monet did the, the wonderful series of the cathedral in, in different, at different times of day and in different light. And so these beautiful tiles uh, line uh, the walls. And it's just, it's, it's welcoming. It's, it's beautiful. It's got just uh, the color. Uh, there's a blue uh, in, in areas where there's paint required. There's a blue that I have uh, actually identified in the book. If somebody wants to uh, paint their kitchen blue, all they need to do is uh, uh, drop uh, drop the color swatch or bring bring the book to their local um, paint shop, and they can they can match it up and uh, and have that same sort of uh, dreamy uh, eggshell blue that Monet had. In his, ki- in his kitchen. Now, in this gorgeous kitchen, Monet did not like to cook. Talk a little bit about Marguerite, his chef. Yes, well, Marguerite was with Monet from the, almost from the get-go when he moved with the family to Giverny, and she was a dedicated... Uh, she became part of the family. She was a dedicated uh, uh, chef for Monet, and 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 the family and helped with all of the entertaining, and he had many quirks uh, in terms of his eating habits, which I discuss uh, in Everyday Monet. But um, she uh, every day she would go to um, because in Monet's time, as we're trying to do today, uh, they they wanted to eat what was fresh and what was seasonal. Uh, and we're all trying to do that more and more, uh, and thankfully that's the case, uh, to eat locally and eat fresh. And they would 
both together, Monet and Marguerite, uh, just go up the road to where Monet had planted a kitchen garden, uh, a potager. This is where he had all of his vegetables and herbs, um, and some of them were seeds that Monet brought to Giverny and had never been planted before in Normandy. Uh, I'll give you an, uh, an example, zucchini, which he had enjoyed in Provence while he was painting there, um, didn't exist in Normandy. Monet had never had them before, and he collected the seeds, and he brought them back to Normandy. Uh, and uh, Normandy is zone uh, Giverny is zone eight for those that are interested in zones when planting flowers and and the like. Uh, and uh, zone eight was uh, conducive to having the zucchini grow as well. And so Monet, besides being the father of impressionism, can be credited for bringing many um, flowers and uh, vegetables uh, to. Uh, Giverny to Normandy that had never grown there before. And getting back to Monet and, and Marguerite, uh, every every day that Monet was at Giverny, because of course he traveled a lot uh, to paint, when he was at home, he would visit uh, the kitchen garden with Marguerite and they would plan the menu uh, with her suggestions and with his suggestions uh, based on what was fresh that day. Uh, in the kitchen garden. And Marguerite uh, remained at the house after Monet passed, and uh, but she couldn't she couldn't live there for much longer. she was she was just so sad, uh, and eventually um, she left. Uh, but it was a wonderful relationship, friendship, and she really, really became part of a family. What were a few of his food quirks? Monet's food quirks were many, <laughs> uh, and that's okay. Look, he, you know, he he wanted what he wanted in terms of many. He was things an artist. Life. He was an artist. <laughs> yes, <laughs> uh, he, you know, and he was a Renaissance man, and he uh, his quirks were um, he had to have something so silly like how how well his asparagus were cooked. Um, they used to have to watch over the pot to make sure that they didn't go limp. Uh, he would like send them back from the table if, if the uh, asparagus weren't properly cooked. Uh, <laughs> and of course, uh, he loved pepper, um, and he actually had his own little dish of pepper uh, instead of the pepper mill or the pepper and salt at the table, uh, there would be that for, for everybody he was entertaining. But then, uh, in addition to that, uh, Monet would have to have his own little dish of, of pepper. And uh, it, wasn't, it was not unusual, Susie. For Monet to all of a sudden, you know, be entertaining people uh, at lunch uh, at a beautiful lunch, you know, with uh, many courses and and the wine was flowing and um, champagne and uh, there were going to be uh, desserts served for him to all of a sudden stand up and and literally literally run out of out of the dining room. Um, and he did so because all of a sudden he saw the light change uh, upon the table, and he knew that the light had changed in the garden, and there was something he wanted to capture 
on a canvas that he had left. Uh, so he would literally oh leave. Goodness. <laughs> yeah, all these guests that some of them had made uh, a long voyage <laughs> to uh, be received received by Monet uh, for him to go out and 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 paint. But hey, you know when you're Monet, and you can and do it. The, you're the father of impressionism. People people got it. You know they understood. It's funny that you brought up the pepper because a cookbook author friend of mine, Judith Fertig, who knew I was going to talk to you, said, you have to ask about the ground pepper he put on his salad. And I was like, Judith, what are you talking about? And she said, just ask. So that's so interesting that you bring up the pepper. Absolutely. I mean, it was like coated with, with the black pepper. I mean, it was, you know, and, and he grew in his kitchen garden peppers, uh, many of the spicy hot peppers that we, uh, chili peppers that we are uh, aware of. And, you know, again, that's not necessarily uh, French Norman cooking. No. <laughs> <laughs> so I made your recipe for green garden potato salad on page 87. Oh, lovely. Talk about Monet's love for hearty meals that included potatoes. Um, hearty meals were not uh, unusual at Monet's time. That was really sort of how people ate. He loved the root vegetables. Uh, all kinds of potatoes were grown. And, of course, uh, his love of the root vegetables uh, and his love of potatoes uh, inspired my wanting to do the potato salad. And I wanted to do something that uh, if you took it to a picnic, you know, you wouldn't have to worry if it was laden with mayonnaise. Uh, and on top of that, uh, I utilized many of the herbs, the fresh herbs that uh, Monet grew in his kitchen garden. And so I think coupling these fresh herbs with these beautiful, hearty uh, potatoes that Monet would have loved and a dish that's as friendly on your dining room table as it would be on your picnic blanket uh, was was very, very much the way to be every day, Monet. Definitely. It was so fresh. Uh, yeah, that's that's what I, that's the, the premise and that's what I was going for. And I'm so glad that you enjoyed it. Where can we find you on the web and social media? I would love for people to learn more about uh, Everyday Monet, his lifestyle. Uh, and I always uh, post additional pictures uh, to uh, what we're talking about on any given day at monetspalette.com, www.monetspalate.com. And I also have a very wonderful, engaging Facebook page that I think um, your listeners would love to visit. Uh, and uh, every day we bring something new to the table, to the palette, to the canvas. Uh, and uh, as, as, as we say in Everyday Monet, we try to bring the aesthetic of Monet's beauty and the world at Giverny into your home. Even if you can't live with a Monet painting in your home or travel to France, you can experience it through the pages in this beautiful, beautiful book. Thanks, Aileen, for coming on Cookery by the Book podcast. Susie, thank you so much. And as we say in the world of everyday Monet, a toast to Giverny 
and a toast to Claude Monet. Subscribe in Apple Podcasts, and while you're there, please take a moment to rate and review Cookery by the Book. You can also follow me on Instagram at Cookery by the Book. Twitter is I am Susie Chase, and download your kitchen mixtapes, music to cook by on Spotify at Cookery by the Book. Thanks for listening. <laughs>